Hello and welcome to the Translation Company Talk, a weekly podcast show focusing on translation services and the language industry. The Translation Company Talk covers topics of interest for professionals engaged in the business of translation, localization, transcription, interpreting, and language technology. The Translation Company Talk is sponsored by YYZ Translations. Your host is Sultan Ghaznawi with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Translation Company Talk, your weekly podcast show about everything related to translation and localization and everything in between. I'm Sultan Ghaznawi, your host, and today we are going to be covering an exciting topic. It is no secret that like any industry, translation and localization is also experiencing a generational shift. We will take a look at selling and marketing language services to the millennial buyer in the client organization. Javier Diaz Fernandez Carvajal, or Javi, as he's known amongst friends, is a master of this art and will speak about this subject. Javi is the global brand champion, or GBC, at Aclaro. The GBC is a new kind of role that lives between the sales and marketing departments and takes care of the organization's brand awareness duties. The GBC exists with three main mandates, which includes connecting, caring, and inspiring others. Welcome to the Translation Company Talk, Javi. Hey, welcome, Sultan. Thanks for having me here. It's a real pleasure. I have to say that I, I follow your podcast. I listen, it, I listen to it. And I think that you're doing a super cool thing here in the industry. So congrats and thanks for, being, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the kind words. But no, I have to say the same thing. What you're doing in the industry by basically reinventing the art of um, community building and all of that, uh, what lock life and everything. I, I'm extremely impressed and hopefully we can talk about it. But tell me, how have you been? Where are you right now? <laughs> thanks. That, that's a great question. Uh, today is the 8th of December. Right, right. Today. It's the 40th anniversary of the death of John Lennon. Today, I am in Prague, and I've been this morning religiously to the famous John Lennon wall, and I brought him a flower to commemorate his person. I just did a video on LinkedIn about it here, and it's there. <laughs> so I'm home, I'm in Prague, and that's, a, that's been an amazing question, because as you know, I'm a, I, I adopted a very pre-nomadic way of life. And, 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 and You are and everywhere. Working. Yes, yes. <laughs> but now I am, you know... <laughs> The, 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 given the, the world circumstances, I returned home four weeks ago and I'm here in Prague, you know, with this Spanish accent, I couldn't be for anywhere else other than from Spain. <laughs> of course, I was going to ask you to tell me about yourself and, and what you do to do a full introduction so you can tell me your background <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm Spanish. I am uh, the definition of a millennial. I was born in 82. Right, I right. have, I have, I've left uh, in, I've left the north of Spain, where I'm from, in search for the unknown and for opportunity 12 years ago. And uh, I, after studying law, I studied a master in international business. And I am working now for, for one of the most prominent uh, LSPs in, 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 in America, which is called Aclaro. Let, let's talk about that. What brought you here? How did you decide to join the language industry? What was the appeal for you? That's a, that's a, that's a cool question as well. To be honest, I joined it per chance as most of all of, of us here in the industry, right? right, right. Uh, six years ago, I sent a CV and uh, my great friend, mentor and former boss, Joseph Kubowski, which probably is listening to this podcast and, and everybody knows, he received it 
he interviewed right. me for a technology for a transaction technology provider here in Prague, where I when I told you that I'm living and I'm currently now. And uh, the rest is history. I joined as a salesperson there. I was able to 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 work in a moment uh, uh, where this company was expanding itself a lot, and I was able to to work in the United States. I was able to travel a lot to the United States and around the world and make a great network of friends and 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 and, and clients as well that uh, that that have taken me. I mean that 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 I'm happy to have right now, right? As I told you before, uh, I am the classical definition of a millennial. That until I found my place in this industry, I had been doing a lot of things before. I had a time where I even built uh, my own company in Ukraine. Uh, for some time before that, before starting in this industry, I was even a tour guide, working as a tour guide. Can you believe it? In Germany. So this industry, I mean, this industry found me. <laughs> so I am a super privileged person to be here. I love this. And I hope that I can be in this industry for many long years. You know, this industry reminds me of uh, that that sea monster with so many tentacles. Like if, if you dive into it, there are so many areas that you can um, be productive and, and uh, um, you know, deliver value depending on, on your interests. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I fully agree with you. Here's there's pure translation, localization management, there's sales opportunities, there's marketing opportunities. There's a combination of all. This industry is super, super amazing. And you know what I like the most? This is one of the of the industries in which you find people, I mean, more people that are well-traveled, lived abroad, uh, that, that are from everywhere. And to me, that's one of the most enriching things that, it, that this industry offers, right? And yeah, and let's not forget, most people working in this industry are very well educated. That's, that's very true as well. From everywhere, right. very educated, like, uh, we share, you, you're living in Canada, I'm living here in the Czech Republic. Uh, so, so you see, this is, this is something that this industry offers very, very often, right? And, and I love it. That's one of the most appealing things, definitely. Let's uh, talk about your experience in the industry. So things are evolving pretty quick uh, in the localization industry. How do you interpret evolution from, let's say, when you started until now? How have things changed? What the pace of evolution has been like for you? That's a good question. Uh, do you know how I would define the evolution? Uh, the, 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 your skill to interpret flexibility, meaning be right. flexible, right? <laughs> of course, so, yeah, adaptable and flexible. Adaptable. Yeah. That's totally true, man. That's totally true. Like, uh, like uh, in my case, for example, I started like the typical classical salesperson that was there, had to meet some quotas, had to do these things, that this, that, 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 that. And thanks to being flexible, I was able to develop a role like the one I'm doing right now, which is a mix of, of a lot of things, sales, marketing, etc. right? For a very interesting company that I'm working for, right? So I interpret evolution in my personal evolution as the result of being flexible, not attached to, to old-fashioned values, for example, something like it, being flexible. That's how I de de define uh, evolution in my case. <laughs> what do you think? I think that's very open-minded, very modern thinking, uh, modern way of thinking about uh, how to do business. And, and I'm with you on that. Thank you. <laughs> Let's uh, actually try to zoom in on the subject of our conversation, which is marketing and selling language services to the new generation of buyers and content consumers. To that end, please describe what does that look like? Uh, because you're a millennial, you you see a different angle and different perspective. Please share that with us. Uh -huh. That's very good. That's a good question as well. Like all the questions are great. So uh, uh, um, look. Uh, like, let's define what we are first. Like, we're the generation that uh, we've been born between the very late, very early, sorry, very early 80s and mid 90s with the generation right. that our parents uh, taught us and brought us up with, um, we were lucky in, 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 a, in a very familiar environment. We, in the first world, uh, most of us, we had everything. We were prized for participating. We were 
you know, we were well taken care of. We went to university. We speak languages. Uh, we are prepared. And then suddenly, 2008 comes. The whole world collapses. You go out of there in the market, uh, in, the, in, the, in the job market, and you have nothing. <laughs> you struggle. You struggle for the first four years to get yourself a place. And that's when my adventures as a, as a millennial and as a, as a worker around the world start. And then uh, when you get settled, 2020 comes and another major crisis falls on our heads and everything. I mean, this and this one has been really way more scary than the other one because the health has been affected, not like the other of economical course. thing, right? So that's 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 how that's that's how we you know that's that's how we look like, right? Like like we are the we are that generation that is uh, you know that has to be flexible because we've seen these things. We are living by those values, and uh, and uh, I guess I guess. I guess that's what's going to um, identify us for the rest of our lives, right? So that way of, 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 of living that we have is definitely impacting our ways of uh, spending money, of consuming, and of buying, right? You were, you were asking now, right? right? Content. We are the first generation that has seen or that is enjoying uh, the app economy. It's been sort of created for us, right? So call it that way, right? Of we course. are the first generation that, as I said, uh, 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 is like experience the real, the, like that we are the real masters of the internet, right? That we master the use of internet, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so versus our bigger brothers who were taught by uh, by by their smaller brothers how to connect to to the internet, right? So those patterns of of, of, of those habits, so those patterns of, of you know of doing things, definitely impacted on our on our consumer habits. Right. And, and you mentioned flexibility and adaptability, and and yourself being an example of that. You're a digital nomad. You you work in different countries and different continents. Yet uh, your style of um, living does not change. So how would you define that? For example if you are a buyer and whether you're in Greece or in Prague or in the US when you're buying a service like translation what what's important to you what comes first I think um, for us it's very important in, in in our consumer habit to be identified with a brand but don't get me wrong here's a point that I really want to 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 put out we normally tend to 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 be very loyal to a brand but we tend to prioritize as Millennials for some reason the power of the individual. We fall in love with an individual and we would follow him because of the way he lives, because we identify ourselves with him. And then if he represents a brand that, you know, that goes along his way of being and, 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 and the values that he's projected, then we will fall in love with that and then we will follow until the end. Right. So I think that's a that's a very good way of explaining that. So you're telling me that there is a different type or kind of loyalty that translates into business. I would say it's it is it is at some point. Yeah, it is. And I'm not only talking about translation, translation services, buying or selling. I'm talking about every kind of purchase we do, every kind of commercial transaction we do, right? We tend to right, identify. Right. And there's, there's, there's very good examples out there of, of, of uh, in social media. There's good examples of those marketing gurus, which you see out there all the time. They put in super good content that you find valuable. And you say, wow, I don't care what this guy is selling. I'm going to buy because I identify myself so much with this guy, right? And that's a very, uh, very defining habit of our generation as consumers, right? And I think that's something that most of us are getting wrong. We are assuming that um, uh, if if we talk or say good things about our service or product, people will buy it. But we forget that our, our product or our service or our brand has to speak and connect with the end user and, and what you just brought up is exactly that, especially the millennial end user uh, wants to feel at home with a specific product before they can commit to it. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And with the individual, eh? don't get me wrong, I think with the with individual that is representing that product, right? I think exactly. we're way more attached, we're more attached to the person. It's like, oh my God, Javi's so cool, I don't care which company he works for, I'm going to buy from it, right? 
or Sultan is so cool that I don't care which company he represents, I'm going to buy from him. Right? I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's a, that's a quality. That's a, that's something that stands out in a generation versus others, right? And this is a very good opportunity. So while we are talking about that, let me ask you a question here. Uh, how is the millennial demographic and their buying habits different from the generations before that? I mean, uh, we kind of understand what millennials care about. But if we were to compare a millennial and his grandfather and uh, when they were comp- when they were purchasing services, what difference would you notice between them? Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 a. Uh... It's all in in what I just mentioned before. In the way I think transactions are always there, are going are going to be there all the time, right? But it's way a, a lot more in, in how we create engagement, right? And what we've lived as a generation, seeing the world collapse two times in the last twelve years, right? I think yes. I think that's it. And when the brands understand that, uh, they will fully get to us. On the other hand, about that that demographic question you're asking me, I think I I would definitely say that I think it's. Still a bit too early for us to be the those who are quotes in control of the world. <laughs> there's, still <laughs> gener- there's still a couple of generations in front of us, right? And right. actually, this was one of the problems that we had in Spain back in 12 years ago when this crisis came up. One of the things that was always uh, in, in in the mouth of everybody was the the young, like people my age, 10 years ago, the the problem with unemployment, right? Because our generation was topped by by the by, by the generation of our parents, right? So in terms of the demographic, I think it's still too early for us to, as I said, to be in control, to be those ones that are going to be ruling the world. But uh, uh, but it's changing fast. Eh? It's changing fast. More and more times you see people my age that have super cool positions, for example, in our localization industry. Uh, I can name my friend Jeff, Jeff Beatty, who is a little bit younger than me. He's living in Mozilla, for example. People like that, right? But nevertheless, I still believe Stephanie in, in Altrix. I still believe, though, that it's still a bit too early for us. But we're coming. <laughs> the demographics will, will soon be on our side fully. <laughs> and I think there is no argument about that. The, the world is changing, it's shifting, and uh, many things will affect uh, how we do business. So there is certainly, as you say, a generational shift happening be- before our eyes. Since we're talking about the, the language business, how can we translate that? Uh, kind of pun intended to sales of translation language services. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. As I said, it's still too early. It's still too early, guys. Give us some more time. We're coming. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, I don't think it's that early because I have so many friends um, who are in the buyer organizations, um, consumers of translation services, and most of the the, the purchasing managers, the translation managers, localization managers, they're from the uh, millennial generation. So the shift has already started happening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely started happening, as I told you. But I think we're still not, but my opinion is that we're still not that generation that is in full control right now, right? There's, there's, I think from my understanding, now there's a bit, uh, the, the, there's an exiting generation and there's another one that is taking control, those uh, Gen X, right? Those are the ones that are really now in more in power, right? And we're, we're, we're waiting for the shift for us to be there, right? That was what I was, that was, that was referring to. And I guess it's always been like this, right? Since the very uh, beginning of history, right? Like, so there, so we're getting ready. <laughs> it's a cycle. It's, it's always yeah. changing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Javi, from uh, I know you, um, we've been in touch and we've been friends for a while. You have very strong opinions on how legacy models of sales have problems for the language industry. Uh, Let's drill deeper and figure out why that is the case. Explain to me what is the proposal for change uh, for that, basically. How do you change the sales and and, and appealing to people uh, that that does not actually work with you, but obviously you've invented your own way of doing things. Can Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I think 
I think in the uh, 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 sales, we always be sales. Since the age of the caveman, <laughs> in which you had a product or maybe a service, and you had to just present it there. I think the big point here is the change in the models, in the platforms that are allowing us to sell, right? right. I think the, what, is, what we should be very aware of, and we should be putting a lot of, 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 of effort in, is in managing those ways, those platforms to sell, is in, especially also in the creation of engagement, the creation of communities, the creation of an audience, and the nurturing of those people, right? Uh, so that's, that's I mean, it's not maybe that, you know, that sales, as I said, sales will always be sales, but definitely we, that we are coming strong, millennials are coming strong with those values that I mentioned, with those different habits of, of buying, etc. We, in order to be ready for us, we should be starting to get to to make a master use of those of those platforms, right? That that allow us to, to sell, right? That allow people to sell. Right. And uh, and and in our industry, it's coming. It's coming as well. It'll come. It'll it'll definitely be there one hundred percent, fully. So you are uh, an avid marketer and and constantly active. I mean, if I look at my feed, there's always something from you. What are you trying to <laughs> achieve you. by connecting and communicating with people in your circles? Like, what are you telling them? You know, the first and most important thing in my goal, I just want to make people think. I just want to make people squeeze their brains. My pe- my, making people think like you, you I, I love what you said right now. I'm trying to do a lot of force videos around the uh, thoughts that I have in my mind, thoughts right. that happen to you that, that might happen to you that engage with everybody because I really want to make people think. Uh, that's from my general, my general uh, idea of why I'm doing this content. Right? I personally think as well, like, like I'm reading a lot of time comments that, that, that are on the post and it's beautiful to see uh, what people think because that helps me <clears throat> to understand the trends. Uh, I am super thankful i am super amazed that to see that, that the people that engage with me more are, are those potential buyers that could buy from me and it helps me a lot to understand i reply to them all the time i'm trying to create rapport i'm trying to build strong relationships friend relationships right in a way that has been never done before so that's basically what i'm trying to achieve right create understanding uh, create rapport i mean understanding creating rapport uh, and innovate in in ways of of getting my message to people out there that is not them, th- done before and in ways, don't get me wrong, that is me. What I'm putting out there is me. I'm not pretending anything. It's me. Of course. Since we have um, started speaking about social media, tell me the role it plays and how has it changed the game for people trying to sell services? <laughs> social media is everything. <laughs> still now. Do elaborate, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perhaps still now in our industry, not that much, not that much, uh, uh, and and I, I have this idea that I got that that I I am a I'm a very big uh, avid <laughs> uh, consumer of content from marketing gurus, right? I love to right. to get ideas, right? And uh, they were discussing the other day how I mean Gary was talking the other day about how the big brands with the shift that this pandemic has imposed on all of us in our buying ways, etc. How big brands are going to be coming really big time finally understanding the power of these platforms, right? So um, in our industry, it's still not there. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to, to, to get use of these systems, to get use of these platforms, to get my message, right? But, but this also has a very interesting message that I was discussing the other day with one of my mentors in the industry. And it was after I called him, well, you know, in Renato. I was talking, talking to Renato the other day. <laughs> Who, <laughs> Who doesn't, doesn't know Renato? <laughs> Who doesn't know Renato? 
and I was telling him like, hey, I am so happy. Like uh, my dad, who is a very well-known marketing manager from a big construction company in the north of Spain, now he's retired. Uh, he was telling me, I am so happy to see how you manage marketing and how you do your, your business, etc., through social media. And then I went to Renato and I told him, Renato, ah, I'm so happy that my father told me this. I said, like, watch out, kid. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the platform that has changed, but the message is always the same. That your father put out there, that somebody at the beginning of the 20th century put out there, and someone else is going to be putting in 2027, right? <laughs> so be careful. The platforms and the ways are, 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 are changing, right? So that's why I'm saying that right now at this point, social media is everything. If you know how to master the channel, you, you can do better, right? And you can... You can engage better. You can create rapport with people. You can get to way more people than than, than in other ways, right? What is, what is your take on this? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I agree with you. I think social media is a great medium to appeal to the right demographic, to get your voice heard. It's like a speaker and you're in front of a crowd and you're just speaking to them. Um, yeah. And I don't think in the past we had something like that. In the past, we were using the print media to, from what you said, to get our message across. Now we have yeah. a megaphone and we can just yell at that and a lot of people can hear. And the beauty of it is that you don't have to spend a lot of money to do that. Right? Yeah, but, it could also, but don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, that's very powerful what you're saying, man. But uh, be careful what you shout at the loudspeaker because it might get spammy. <laughs> people might help <laughs> we have to deal right. with that on a daily basis you and i for sure <laughs> Let, let's stick to that topic for a moment Javi. what platforms within social media space work and in what ways i mean oh. we have got linkedin facebook twitter and a bunch of other ones yeah like uh let's see i believe that the most powerful tool we have available there is LinkedIn. Definitely, it's so underrated. The organic reach that LinkedIn has is amazing. And today I did a video. This morning, in four hours, it got five hundred views. Which no is way! Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, amazing, amazing. Um, so, so that's the most beautiful platform out there. Uh, most organic reach, definitely LinkedIn. Uh, to use LinkedIn properly. I mean, it's not very complicated, but you need to find a, a tone, a way of speaking on LinkedIn, right? And and uh, you can do it. So LinkedIn is definitely for us, for the location industry, the most interesting way of communicating. Then, uh, I mean, you have Facebook as well. I create content for the three platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn constantly. I mean, uh, of course, LinkedIn is more commercial related but also to keep engaged and relationship with a lot of friends that I cannot see or that one day they will do business with me. Facebook is more personal, right? But there's a lot of brands using Facebook big time to do business. Uh, with high, I mean, I would say like stressing plus people that are over 45 years old would be the, the people that will look into that platform more, more, you know, more, with more uh, saying, oh, let's see what Facebook tells us. Then my one and favorite, apart from LinkedIn, is Instagram. You could go to my Instagram stories. You see that I have a lot of, I, I create a lot of content there. Uh, I have very good number of impressions as well. It's amazing to keep contact with your friends from all over the world. You know, I sometimes even, since I I have a lot of friends from the industry there, I set up business meetings on Instagram with my friends. Hey, I'm going to be there. Let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, come and talk because I want to present this. So it works. And then there's this, this black universe that I still, this black uh, universe thing that is called TikTok that I still haven't gotten into, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Normally it's, 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 it's for generations that are built younger than me, right? I'm not saying right. I'm not going to do it, but I'll, that, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But 
let's let's uh, zoom back in on um, on LinkedIn. So since you are an avid user of so- social media, share with the people listening right now. What are your top features, favorite features from LinkedIn that you use on a daily basis and that is helping you generate business? I do a lot of posts, a lot of posts. And uh, um, my goal here, and if you talk to John Henry, he's going to say the same. The most important thing that somebody that is in, in business or not business is to create community. LinkedIn is the best tool to help you build communities. communities How do you do that? Communities are, the, to me, I mean, a community is a, is a system in which people gather around to discuss a certain topic, as I told you, like, like Jan was doing to eat, to have lunch and talk things of the industry, or as Anna Schlegel does with the women in localization, they are the tools of the future. They are the instruments that pick themselves, right? You give interesting content to your community and somehow you give them the ideas, then the community will come back to you to look for a job, to look for a business opportunity, to look for friends, to look for, for things. So building communities through LinkedIn, using that is the best thing that we have available now at this moment. Uh, I, I don't know, like the, I try to do content like at least two posts a week and follow up, but I still, I'm, I'm doing it in a very manual, artisanal way. <laughs> I know that. It's very artisanal way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. unique. You speak directly with the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that you said that. That that's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this postcard to my boss and ask him for a raise. <laughs> <laughs> thank Back you very much about the subject of uh, communities, Avi. Um, uh, I mean, this year was a pivotal uh, moment in terms of how not just our industry, every industry operates when it comes, especially when it comes to events, conferences, and and these communities. Without naming anybody, in the past. Uh, you and I both have been in conferences, some of the mega conferences in our industry, and a lot of people used to pay a lot of money just to show up there. Well, the networking opportunities were massive. They were very compelling. The content there was what was forced upon you, basically. Most of it paid by these large organizations trying to get their message across, and it had bits and pieces of valuable information, but mostly marketing and how great their platform or their, their widget is. But now those are changing. Um, tell me about how that is changing and why that is the case. I think, I believe, like, uh, like um, I love those conferences, you say, for the, for the networking opportunities. Me, myself, I am a person that is, I really love people. I really love people, be with people, understand people, hear experiences they person. have. I'm, I am, I am. I was born like this. I remember when <laughs> I was three, four years old in the park, my mother always has this story telling me like, I remember you when you were running around the park telling every kid, do you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? I bet you're doing the same now for a living, right? So this is a true story. Eh? <laughs> so conferences for me are key, important. I miss them big time. I understand your point with the, with the content. And the, the solution that I would have uh, would be two things. Modernize a little bit, demo- democratize the approach to conferences, whether right. making it cheaper making them for free and find other ways of sponsoring or creating your own conference or your own event thanks to your community. There's a couple of vendors out there that are doing it. I will do this big time. I want to do this to help um, to help to, to, to help the people in my community to 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 offer them a good experience and to for them to to meet other people for free. And then this, this, as I said before, Sultan, this opportunity, this, this community will also bring me business opportunities. I am so convinced. And now in a difficult time to meet, this is working for me big time. 
Absolutely. And and to add to your point, I think uh, COVID um, affected this, this in a big way because all these events moved from uh, physical or on-site where people were getting together mostly for those dinner conversations, not so much for the, the keynote presentations, um, but to uh, trade business cards and so forth. And now everything going online, that networking piece is not there. Or if it's there, it's not the same as it was before. The content is still the same as what was delivered in the past. It's just that we noticed that the content is pretty much rubbish. The same presentation has been recycled since 2012 and and it's the <laughs> same people do you know what i mean so i yeah, i think I to your point the grassroots movements in terms of events such as local life and and we've got the local lunches happening uh, shout out to Jan, he created an amazing uh, program there but uh, those will appeal a lot more i think um, not just uh, as an online event but also since you're going offline i think it has its appeal and and people see value in it uh, yeah if, even if you charge money for it people will pay because they they can network they can learn those things that they want as opposed to things being pushed on them yeah well i believe if you establish the the values and sorry the principles of those communities free and democratic maybe charging is not the way maybe it's looking around it's looking how you can monetize around it but not for the event itself right like like or 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 what do you expect as a salesperson by going into those events right and i always i'm a big hater of the expectations because expectations in life in business and in love are the key to failure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 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 yeah, I believe, I believe there can be ways of, of, of monetizing around it. Right. And, uh, and, uh, you know, the, we, we will see, we will definitely see, a a recycling of this. If not, as you said, my friend, this is condemned to, 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 to the health of localization. <laughs> to the, <laughs> I and hear now, once again, deep... I am a big supporter of these massive events. I couldn't live without them. I want to go back there as soon as I can. But, but I understand your point, brother. <laughs> well, I, I see your 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 plans. I see your your um, vision for this, and and I think you're on the right track. And and I'm I'm wishing you all the best to to make local life into something tangible. Hopefully, these lockdowns will be lifted quickly so we can get to attend local life in person. So I'm thank really looking you. forward to that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I have a lot of ideas around it. I cannot say that here, <laughs> but I do have a lot of things that I'm discussing with the team internally. They're loving it, um, and I'm, they're super supportive. And I am, you know, I, I am, I am in bliss working in Aclaro and, and this idea. So yeah, you're at a good space there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> shifting gears, shifting gears a little bit heavy here. Uh, I hear you have very deep thoughts on empathy and being there for people. Um, you talk about kindness a lot, showing you care for them. How do you translate that into sales and business? Yeah, you know what, people. And the big buyers and the buyers that in our industry that want to buy will always buy when they are ready to buy. And this is another of the conversations that I always have with Renato, which we always philosophize a lot <laughs> about this, right? Right. So I always, uh, those those deep relationships, and I mean, it, I'm not faking any, any conversation. I'm not faking any relationship that I have. I am trying to call everybody a friend because I'm caring about them. They will translate into business when they are ready to buy. The thing that we should be taking really a, a lot of focus on is on being there always. Being there always more than translating into business because you might say, oh my God, this is a big name. It has a lot of opportunity. This is a big thing. And, and they, they were going to want to buy from me. But at the end, they come here and you don't have what they're looking for or whatever. 
but then focusing on the relationship and being there always, always pays off. And also the people that are working in one company one day may be another one one day and then they will include you in the next opportunity. So being there, being helpful, being useful, being kind, it always helps. It always translates into business. So the relationships, as you pointed out, is, is extremely important. And, and in a relationship, there is there's several things, as you said, caring, trust. And people can feel confident to call on you uh, without having any fear of whether you will um, be there or not or whether you'll say a no. Friend. I think a friend. Right? I expect them to call me friend all the time. So and it comes with with that confidence It comes with uh, um, you know, like they need to know you before they can they can trust you. So I think relationships, uh, as you mentioned, have been the cornerstone for sales and business development in general for a long time. So these days, within the context of social media, within the context of being able to reach people anywhere in the world in a matter of seconds, how do you formulate or create these relationships? What's your your approach for that? This is great. Like I think that relationships, friendships. Business opportunities, helping finding a new job, etc. All of those, all of those, all of those things that come out of relationships will always be the same. Uh, like in the Middle Ages, you have friends. In the Roman world, you have friends. Now you have friends. The only thing that is affecting right now is exactly what you say: the power of social media, the power of how to nurture those. If you don't spend, I mean, you you can spend time every day in an easier way as before and nurture way more people and ask them how are they how are you guys doing is everything fine with your life i i don't know if i'm i'm an idealist or something but i prioritize people to money and that is the key to brackets <laughs> like like quotes my success right i always right, come right. and say like how is your family doing how is your friends doing you told me that you were going to this football match how was it you were telling me that oh and through that, social media is amazing to do this. Once again, is the power of your message. If you're formulating the message wrong and using the platform to distribute the wrong message, then... Obviously, shoot yourself on the relationship. Phone. Yeah, absolutely correct. <laughs> so, so, so I highly believe in that. How easy, how lucky we are. I remember, like, my dad, one of his projects, like, like, 20, almost 27, 20 years old, like when I was 10, 11, he went to Russia, like after the fall of the the Soviet Union. And, right. uh, and, and, uh, and he was telling me like how complicated it was for him to maintain a relationship with a good friend that he made during the trip, which after came back to Spain. And then fortunately he found an email from him somehow years after. Man, that's nothing for us now. You meet somebody today, you remember the name, you go on Facebook, you find him there on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. It's super easy. The key to this, to formulate this relationship, as I say, is the message, how you channel your message, right? If you're doing the wrong message, then... And, and that's the problem because a lot of people on social media approach me and, and I accept their, their invite on, on LinkedIn and uh, we connect. But then the second message that they send me is, hey, I'm doing this business. Are you interested in buying from me? Um, first of all, I don't know you. Second, you don't know if I'm interested in that. Third, um, I don't buy from people that um, I just met. Why are a lot of people getting this wrong? Uh, what's the right approach? It depends on, um, I mean, I personally believe, once again, as I said before, there is the people that prioritize the money to the relationship. 
and uh, there's a lot of 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 of, of that from uh, from having perhaps the wrong management that pushes you to get targets, etc. And when you're under pressure, bad pressure. Don't get me wrong. Stress and pressure is always is always positive because it makes you work, it makes you make mistakes, and it makes you learn. But if you have the wrong amount of pressure, then you would go those kind of mistakes more often, right? And then you would get people more angry more often and, and more, more 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 common, right? More, I mean, more more, more often, right? right? So, uh, I mean, uh, uh, put a lot of time in in your in your message. I I am doing like any post, any video that I do on LinkedIn. It takes me a couple hours to think about it, and that's work. That's work time as well, right? And I'm trying to see how am I going to resonate with the people that that follow me? How can where can I how can I bring in that? It's just whether if it's not real big value that's going to change their lives, how can I put a smile upon their face? But one day, when I when I approach them, uh, I say, "Hey, thanks for following me. You're amazing. Do you want to have an online coffee with me so I can get to know you?" And that changes it all. And then three months, three messages after, you can say, "And and oh, I represent a Claro, and we do this thing." One of the most powerful LSPs in the states. Da, 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 da. Are you in the need of this? Can I present you my company? And they say, "Of course, you're a cool person. I know you. Let's do this." Uh, I, like, I, I don't want to sound weird, but to me, what is really weird is when somebody doesn't reply to a message from me on LinkedIn. And I don't want to sound pretentious or anything, but that's what's what I'm experiencing. Right. So the, the, both sides have issues. People who are sending and people who are receiving. They have to have a certain uh, manner or uh, a certain discipline in terms of how they get and receive the messages. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but put time on that. Okay. And uh, and 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 uh, and uh, I personally, I must be also a little bit weird and crazy. I am not following or working with any external content agencies. I am doing it. I am my own content agency. <laughs> what I mean, right? <laughs> and I know that. Yeah. <laughs> And the people that, that I work with, and they, as I told you, they're the best. And they support me big time in this. And they say, like, that's, that's, that's the power of a good manager. That's the power of a good manager. When a good manager understands how you go, understands your place, understands your reach, and sets a process around that, and for the good of the organization, that's when you will thrive. That's when there won't be any problems in messaging. That's when you won't be getting a send, send these messages to these people and, 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 and get... Um, whatever and don't get me wrong it's my way i always like i i am so fortunate to be on calls a lot of time with uh, uh with people that are once again i open quotes competitors i hate to say competitors and uh, <laughs> and they ask me for advice and i always give it for other people i mean maybe it works like sending a thousand messages a week and getting two responses right. it might work as well but it's not for it depends on the situation and and the people, right? Correct, 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 correct. So and I'm judging, I'm not judging. I'm just explaining about how I do things and how it's it's what bringing works for you exactly. What they're understanding in the company that I'm working for, what they're valuing big time, and what they're building around thanks to what this approach that I'm having. So with everyone going online or digital, I think that that presents a very unique uh, opportunity, but at the same time, many challenges. How do you propose companies can take advantage of this change in order to sell, um, especially translation services to millennial buyers? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you combine these these factors? Like, uh, man, it's again, it's a little bit of, of, the, of the same of what we've been discussing. This is a great question in the in the in the in the in the, in the context, right? Um, we need more time to understand. I mean, people that are selling to us, 
whether it's services, etc. They need more time to understand us. They need time to build an audience. Like uh, I could imagine like building a LinkedIn profile from scratch right now, how difficult it would be, right? But it, you need to do it. So like what I would recommend in this regard to sell to millennials is put time there, research on social media, go to platforms. Now, as I've been saying, we're so lucky to have a lot of available information, a lot of, 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 of ways of understanding who you want to do business with. When the moment comes, that's the other thing, right? So, so in order to do business with millennials, that's what you should do. That's what companies should do. And don't get me wrong. And this, and, and Sultan, this is amazing that we're talking about this because this sounds a lot for millennials. But when right. you talk to other generations that are uh, above us, like uh, Gen X or, or baby boomers, they love this. They love this approach. When you it do applies this, to uh, them too. Yeah, it applies to them too. When they they they're users of the systems, they're users of these platforms, and they see that there's there's ingenuity. There's there's somebody that is there putting time to understand their problems, they how they or not even their problems, how they are for when they have a problem, right? Or you know, or, or that, they, that what we say resonates with them. Like uh, you might think that I'm only doing this for millions, but some of my, my most of my audience are, are not right now, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I had a friend the other day say like, I'm not a millennial, but can I participate in Lock Life? And I'm like, of course, <laughs> anyone. <laughs> Anyone. We, we, as I said, I'm super happy about this community initiative that I'm doing. Thanks to Aclaro. It's, uh, I couldn't do it without it. We had a record of registrations the other day, 334, our fourth panel to 130 people were online almost from in 90 minutes, man. We always prepare this, this, these talks and we say, oh my God, really? The, 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 the panelists come and say, oh my God, 90 minutes. Are you crazy? <laughs> You will see. And then they say, like, are we finished already? Really? We have to finish now? <laughs> as I said earlier, as I said earlier, this is the future. This is the way to go because those uh, large legacy events are no longer relevant. And our industry is, is trying to, to, uh, to appeal and to be relevant uh, right now. What worked um, in the past 20, 30 years will work, but it will diminish over time. And, and what is coming up right now is these peer-to-peer -peer direct events that, that for example, Life is one, one example of that. And, and I'm a very strong believer that uh, that's the future. Do you know one thing? And this is one of my favorite uh, quotes that I always use. It comes from a survivor song, and me as a millennial, I listen to 50s, 60s, go 70s, and 80s music. It's the singer, not the song. It's the power of, of the messenger who brings a message that could be similar to the one you have, but it's the power of engagement that the messenger has. And then how, once again, that's why people, millennials, tend to buy from the messenger rather than from the company directly, right? <laughs> because Absolutely. we come with those values, and so, so we, I mean... It's, it's, you know, it's the singer, not the song. It's the person that communicates that is the, the thing and how, how they do it, right? So, oh, by the Absolutely. way, I have a good thing for you. I'm starting a new show in Multilingual next week as well. Like no way, gonna, really? Tell me yes, about it. Yes, it's Multilingual TV. That is a new project coming up from Multilingual. And I am one of the, I think it's the second show on the, on the Multilingual TV. And it's called Malablados by Javi and Friends. So Malablados is the Spanish way of saying wrongly spoken, but it's just a, it's a beautiful catchy name that is in Spanish. And uh, I'm going to be inviting one of my localization industry friends, and we're going to be discussing in a very relaxed atmosphere uh, 
about uh, a topic that is, uh, you know, like a, a general topic that needs to be discussed. For example, I'm kicking it off next week with Jeff, as I said, Jeff Beatty, and we're mm -hmm. going to be talking about how to challenge your boss. Topics that come that way. Why are we calling people competitors when we could call them other way and learn from them? And this is like secrecies. Topics like that, right? Things that need to be discussed. So I'm inviting one friend each time, and then we're going to be, uh, we want to do this interactive because we, you were saying before about this, there's no networking, et cetera, et cetera. I want to make this event interactive. So what I'm preparing is I'm going to be asking my friend uh, three, five questions maybe, and then I want to make it as interactive as possible by uh, making, by inviting anyone that is in the audience that has asked a question. You are going to connect your camera. You're going to connect your microphone. You're going to ask my friend or me a question related to the topic that we're discussing today. I think this is going to mm -hmm. be super cool, revolutionary. Nobody's doing this, and, and, and it's a new format that's coming in. That sounds very appealing, and I'm looking forward to that. So keep us posted. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very interesting. Well, uh, moving along, uh, let me uh, quickly ask you a few more questions. Uh, one of them is buying habits of the millennial buyer. We talked about that earlier. Can you tell me what their priorities are and how do we get our services in the list of priorities? So, um, you know, if, if we have a millennial buyer working in this buyer organization, and, you know, um, translation is not top of mind for them. So if we want to, uh, to appeal to them so that they can look at translation services, what is it that the industry should be doing? What areas should they be focusing on? Mm -hmm. I, I, Sultan, this is, our way, uh, uh, this is a bit the same. We should be uh, uh, marketing values, marketing values that go wrong with, with the service that you're doing, right? Like, like uh, in an industry in which we all translate, um, how do you present to that potential buyer that you're different? How do you present the values of the company that you're working for that are different? I was going to say better, but maybe better is not the way. More pure or that identify more with you so you can buy from me, right? Those are, that, that's the thing. That, I think that's the thing that counts for me. What do you suggest is the biggest yeah. challenge selling to the millennial buyer today? Honestly, managing those social media platforms. Like, so the communication. Yeah. Communication, the communication channels. Yeah, those could be one of the most challenging. Like when you go on LinkedIn, be very honest. How many times do you get tired of people re I mean, sharing content from their company? Sharing a Zoom. Yeah, it's as, all the time. Yeah, it's all the time. A Zoom comment of, a, of an event they were. Don't get me wrong. If you go to an event once every, 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 every whatever time it is, and right. you share a post of that, it's okay. But all the time? Right and stuff like that, or, or or praising things that others did. Be honest, how many times you see that versus people that go out there and really use the social media and the platform to put out there who you really are. Value, you mean? Yes, who you are and how are you, what are your values, right? So that's, Be that's... Because right now, like, if you go to LinkedIn, anyone's LinkedIn feed, and, and all you see is just, as you said earlier, it's a spam. It's basically everyone saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, right? Yeah. Uh, there's well, very yeah. little content that actually appeals to me. So someone, for example, could be talking about this very specific localization or translation issue that I can look at and I can relate to, and then I can spend time just expanding on it, clicking on that more button to read the whole thing. There's very yeah. little of that content out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So we need to work more on that, more on the on the on that. And once again, there's no tool out there like LinkedIn. This, that's 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 a blessing from the gods of Olympus, right? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's, you. That's, um, it's 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 an amazing tool. 
it is, um, it is, it is, it is. Do we know how to use them? That's the other thing, right? So, uh, Javi, let's let's continue talking about that. Our industry and services are primarily geared towards uh, B2B, but I believe there is no B2B or B2C in this uh, work anymore, in this world, actually. It is just edge to edge or human to human and soon M to edge, which is machine to human. Where do you draw the line on who should be marketed for business services and who shouldn't be? <laughs> you said it, man. There is no B2B anymore. There is no, no, no. There's only somebody to somebody. I believe in that. I believe in the power of human relationships taken to the next level thanks to the systems and platforms that we have today. Uh, who is going to draw that line? Where do we draw the line? That's something that, you know, the people you work around with, I think, will have to help you find, right? Or will have to help you draw, right? As you said earlier, you have to know your community so you correct. can speak to them. Right? Correct, 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 correct. And they will, they will, yeah, they will tell you what they like with the impressions. And I always said this as well, uh, and it's maybe not really so much related to this, but but uh, I was discussing this uh, not long ago. Uh, I think it was in one of the online conferences that I, I was invited to talk. Uh, um, people care a lot about numbers. Oh, I have 130 likes today. Oh, I have 75 different likes or 179 likes. Yeah, but they're useless. It's much better to have 10 likes from your real community and comments, honest comments from the people that are interested in what you're putting out there than, than those numbers that are fake. Quality is, is always much better than quantity. Absolutely. And, 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 uh, and, and, and we, still, we still don't like it, right? You know why? Because of the dopamine... Uh, injection that is like clicking on the refresh button and seeing one more like. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. It becomes addictive. Um, so, uh, Harvey, we we have a large number of sales and business development executives and people um, involved in that in those roles in the language industry listening to our podcast. What is your one piece of advice to them in order to stay relevant in the tr- uh, transition to the millennial buyer shift? That's that's a good question. So, uh, be yourself. Find your message, build your community, uh, build your audience, understand them, make them happy. As I said before, there's nothing cooler than putting just a tiny smile on somebody's face that one day when he's going to buy, he's going to think of you. There's this cool saying that that I read some time ago. It's like, people will, not, will only re- will remember you by how you made them feel. So if you can find your tone and make somebody feel good, I'm sure he will remember you, how you made him feel the moment that he has to decide to buy, right? Right. And that's it. Well, we have reached uh, the end of this interview, Javi. Um, I'm sad about that, but certainly not the end of this conversation. Uh, please let our listeners know how to get in touch with you about the topics we discussed above. Yeah. So if you go on, on LinkedIn, <laughs> on LinkedIn, of right? Course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Where else? Where else? Like, my name is the largest name probably in the industry, Javier Diaz, Fernández Carvajal. You can search me. You can search me there. I always reply to every message. Like, I remember I did one of these conferences, I told you, last summer, and I had, like, 75 uh, messages after my talk. It was amazing. I replied to every single message. (laughs) From (laughs) vendors, buyers, translators, everywhere. I reply always because it's nice. I wouldn't like people not to reply to me, right? Uh, true, true. So go there on LinkedIn, Javier Díaz Fernández Carvajal. If you are on Instagram, my Instagram is easy to find. 
it's it's always on my LinkedIn profile as well. I put it there. I don't see anything why I couldn't put it there to, you know, I love to tell stories and I love to tell stories using social media. So I, I, I adapt to the context of the platform, but I love people to follow me all the aspects of my life, right? So my Instagram is Lohengrin, like Bagnosopra, dash Javi. So. Well, uh, Javi, I have to say that I'm very impressed with what you shared with us today. And I'm sure people listening also found it very useful. If they were able to take one takeaway from our conversation to apply to their business or work, I think we have achieved our mission. I, I'm hoping we can do this in a future episode and continue this conversation. And uh, yes. yeah, with that, thank you so much, Javi. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks to you. And as I said today, today when we're recording this is the 8th of December 2020, the 40th anniversary of the assassination of Lennon. So I want to finish it with one of John Lennon's quotes. And I like to say, don't forget to give peace a chance. Okay, bye bye. In today's product review, we will cover the platforms through which we can reach the most number of millennials who are in corporate positions. LinkedIn, again, is a first product to review. Regardless of the generation, people join and participate in the social platform because it is designed to facilitate conversations and messaging around business. While some people use it for their personal objectives like looking for jobs, the primary focus of LinkedIn actually is B2B relationships. If you are looking for a job, this place is perfect and it provides all the right tools for connecting with prospective employers. LinkedIn has a score of 10 out of 10 from me for all its business features. Twitter is the next platform we will review. It allows for individuals and businesses to develop a large following and get their message to them quickly. It has come a long way since the days when it allowed only 142 characters. While primarily designed to share news and information that is short-lived, it has a massive following by both the millennial and previous generations of people. With proper care and building a community, you can achieve a lot of success on Twitter, reaching out to people at both business and at a personal level. Twitter also scores 10 out of 10. Third on my list is Facebook. We all know this platform and everyone uses this platform on a daily basis. While primarily designed for personal communication, it now allows businesses to reach out to consumers and to some degree offers B2B support as well. While I don't advocate finding your business lead on Facebook and reaching out to them directly, I do suggest using Facebook to build personal relationships that may at some point transpire into business contacts. I give Facebook an 8 out of 10 in this context. There you have it. My conversation with Harvey was as fascinating as I had imagined it to be and as I said earlier, I'm sure there was a lot of takeaways for people trying to prepare their sales and marketing efforts for this generational shift that is happening right before our eyes. If you enjoyed this conversation, give us a thumbs up on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the Translation Company Talk on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite network. Your comments and feedback are very important to the improvement of this show, and I welcome them as always. Please keep them coming. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode.